Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. Welcome, welcome. It is Monday, Monday, Monday. I love Mondays. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it may be Tuesday because I release them on Tuesdays. But I went live on Monday to talk about uh, some really cool stuff here. Uh, first, I want to actually share some client wins that I've had over the last week that has just been blowing my mind and really uh, humbling. Uh, one of my clients uh, has just finished the program. And as he got to the end, his wife uh, filed for divorce. And you go, well, don't you save marriages? No, we don't. We save men. And we obviously want to save marriages and we want women to come back to their uh, husbands and the situations and, you know, restore and repair and all those things. But sometimes there are things that are outside of our control. And this man had gone through our program and he's successful in life and he's doing really well financially and, and all those things are great for him. However, emotionally, he was just a basket case. And so when he came to us, he'd already been working on some things in himself and he'd already been checking out, um, you know, how to do this, how to do that, how to be better as a man. Um, but as he went through the program, we taught him some things that really helped him deal emotionally with what was going on. And, you know, as we're sitting there listening to his, what I call our graduation call or next steps call and just kind of hearing where he's at so I can give him some advice to move forward. He literally said to me, you saved my life. And I was like, I mean, I kind of heard that before, but I, I didn't really understand what it meant. And what he, what he meant by that was, was that he literally was at a, such a down place emotionally where he wanted to take his own life because what he had been going through, but the skills that we gave him, um, the, the, the communication, the, the dealing with the emotion, the, the coaching support we gave him showed him he's going to be okay. No matter what, he's going to be okay. And I, I thought that was just incredibly inspiring and incredibly humbling to be a part of his story in such a way. Um, and then this morning, I'm on our group call with our clients, and uh, or actually over the weekend, uh, one of the clients voxered me this because, you know, we support them through Voxer, which is a walkie talkie app uh, means you get real time access to me, not through like messenger, but like you can actually talk to me um, just about every day if you wanted to. What's up, Chad? And um, he had gotten about midway through the program and his wife had already started noticing the changes that were going on. And she was just kind of like watching, watching, watching. Well, about midway through the program, we have this one exercise, this one action that sometimes can flip or change the whole dynamic, okay? So he did that action, and after he was done, she came up to him, she hugged him, and said, I can move past the hurt, I can move past all of the shit, let's do this, let's start over, let's, let's do this. And she had been working on herself a little bit, so that helped. The fact is, is because he leaned in and did the work, boom. Boom, she comes back. And look, at the end of the day, we always say, it's not about whether or not she comes back to the marriage. It's about what you do with this season that you're in. And I'm gonna talk about that here in a second because um, some of you asked me to do a Facebook Live on this particular issue. But this guy, this gentleman, 
here's here's where he really wins. He didn't win because she came up to him and hugged him and said, let's move past all this or I want to forgive you. He didn't win there. What he won in was the fact and the idea that he realized this shit is just the beginning. Like I've still got so much work to do on me so that I can be the best man, so that I can be the best husband, so I can be the best father, so that I can be the best leader, so I can be the best business guy out there and crush it in all aspects of my life so I can thrive in every aspect of life. And if she wants to be with a man that's thriving in all aspects of life, then by golly, that's going to be awesome for her. But if she doesn't want to be with a man that's thriving in all aspects of life, it's on her. So if you haven't guessed, what I'm going to talk about today is from this concept uh, that I I messaged or I, I wrote a post about this the other day. I said, you may not be able to change your situation, but you can change your mind about how you interpret the situation. And this was inspired by one of my clients who was talking about his wife, who was sort of actively, um, uh, she was hiding an affair. She wasn't being upfront about it. He wasn't sure if she was still engaged in it. She was out for the night and he was just freaking out. And like, I don't know what to do. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how to handle this. And so we walked him through it and we use this technique a lot of times, um, whether it's on a one-on-one call or through Voxer or whatever with our clients, we help them get really focused on this idea. Okay. And what I'm going to talk about is this really simple concept called reframe. I'll say it again. It's a simple topic, a concept called reframe. Now that doesn't mean because it's simple, that it's simple to actually do, because most people struggle with this idea. I struggle with it. I have to consciously remind myself in certain circumstances and situations, it's time to reframe, okay? So I'm gonna explain what that means in a second. So if you're looking at your situation and you're thinking about what's going on in your life, you have to understand that in order for you to reframe what is happening, again, I'm gonna explain what it is a second. In order for you to reframe, you have to know, number one, it's a choice. To reframe your situation, it's a choice, okay? You choose whether or not you want to reframe what you are experiencing because it's all about how you are interpreting the situation you're actually in. If I were to touch something that's really hot, my brain is the only thing that knows. My finger does not realize that it's hot. My brain, though, has to interpret the information that's coming to me that says this is really hot, okay? So it's a choice. Number two, reframing is a skill. It is a skill. It's a skill that you learn. Skills don't just come uh, by way of just being around. Like they they don't just pop out of thin air. A skill has to, number three, be developed. So reframing is a choice, reframing is a skill, and it's a skill that has to be developed. Okay, if it's a skill, that means you can learn it. And if you can learn it, you can also develop it, you can apply it to your life, you can teach your kids how to do the exact same thing. So what a reframe is essentially boils down to this. Reframing is taking a situation or 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 an environment you're in or anything that you're in, situation, that you're going through, and it's mentally reframing and putting new language, new perspective, 
a new interpretation of what you are actually experiencing. Now, physically, if I touch something hot, I'm going to feel hot. I can't reinterpret the hot, right? I can't do that. But emotionally, emotionally, I can do it, okay? So if the situation is my wife doesn't love me anymore, wants a divorce, I can reframe what that actually means and what I want to do with it. Freddie knows all about this, right, buddy? He was a client of ours, and we had to walk through this many, many, many times. And that is this idea, this reframe that basically says that is this situation factually true, okay? So I want you to apply these, these three questions specifically to your reframe. My wife doesn't love me anymore, wants a divorce. Is this factually true? Well, she says she wants a divorce. But is she actually going out and getting a divorce? Has she talked to an attorney? Has she actually gone in to file papers? Because if she hasn't, it's just what she's saying, not what she's actually doing. So when a woman says, I want a divorce, what she's actually saying is, hey, I don't like what's happening here. I don't feel connected to you. I don't feel like you care about me. And so I am going to tell you what I'm going to do because I can't take living like this anymore. Now, for some of you, that's coming from a place for her of you can actually, uh, how do I say this? Where you can actually help reframe the situation. I don't mean you reframe it for her, but you do it for you. And you can actually bring healing to the relationship. That means that once she says I'm done, she wants out. She's, she's factually saying it, but she hasn't done anything about it there is a chance, there is a hope that something can be done differently and or changed to bring truth to the situation or bring healing to the situation. So if I look at this, my life doesn't love me anymore. Is this factually true? More than likely it's not, right? So if I were to look at the situation and go, does she actually or factually love you anymore? Well, does she care about you? Does she still take care of you? Does she still make you lunch? Does she still call you, text you? Does she still do some of those things? Because if she's doing some of those things, then it may not actually be true that she doesn't love you anymore. She just may have reframed how she loves you, okay? And that's what you're seeing a lot of times is there's a reframing that's happening with your wife. Okay. So number one, is this factually true? Number two, what meaning have you attached to this situation? I can't reframe anything unless I fully understand the meaning that I've attached to the situation. Now we, we have techniques and exercises we go through in our VIP program all the time where we do this exact extrapolation. Okay. And so we look at sort of the meaning or the, or even what we're believing about a situation. So if I say my wife doesn't love me anymore, what does that mean? That means I'm rejected. That means the person I've given my all to no longer loves me, no longer wants to be in a relationship with me. And what does that mean to me now? Well, it means that I'm no longer loved. It means that, I, uh, that I'm gonna be alone, that, that my kids are gonna grow up without a mom. Like, do you see how you go from, she says she wants a divorce all the way to the end spectrum because as men, we're emotionally immature, most of us. And so we take this one thing that she says and goes all the way down. Now, some of you, it is true. Your wife actually says she doesn't love you and is actually filing for divorce and is actually doing things. So that may not apply to you. But in this case, 
if she hasn't done those things, I want to know what meaning you've attached to the situation because once we understand the meaning you've attached, we can do something really cool. All right, number three, what do I actually have control over in this situation? Okay, my wife doesn't love me anymore, wants a divorce. What do I actually have control over in this situation? Okay, what do I do? What can I control? I can control me. Um, I can basically control my kids. Uh, I can somewhat control my finances, but I can't totally control my finances because she has access to them. What can I actually control? So let's look at us because this is the one that where we all get kind of weirded out about. I can control me in this situation. What does that look like for you? For some guys, it looks like I'm going to go get a haircut. I'm going to go lose some weight. I'm going to, you know, basically start trying to like dress good again. I'm going to go buy flowers. I'm going to cling to her. I'm going to do all these things. Because she says, I don't love you. She says, you didn't care about me. She says, all these, like, we, we're like so late to the party. Like, we're taking these things from her, you know, you know, past mistakes that we've made. And we're going, oh, that's what you meant, right? So, like, three years later, you know, she's like, she's like saying, well, you didn't do this three years ago at some party. And you're like, oh, that's what you want. So, you go and you do the thing from three years ago at the party. And like, like no, that's not what she's saying. What she's saying is the overall overview of your marriage and of where you guys are at, you have not done a great job making her feel loved, making her feel cherished, making her feel heard and, and understood. And all of that led to emotional disconnection, which leads to divorce with women. That is the thing. Stop thinking like a guy. Stop thinking that your wife just wants to go sleep with every guy in town because that's not true. Okay. What is true is even if she's doing that, we can even, we can reframe that situation. What is factually true about her doing it? She's factually sleeping with this guy. That doesn't mean she's sleeping with a hundred guys. And even if it was, what does that mean to you? What is the actual meaning to you? Your wife has an affair. What does that mean to you? What is it actually meaning? So factually true. What meaning have you attached to the situation? If she's sleeping around, if she's doing those things, what meaning have you attached to it? Well, it means I'm married to a whore. What does that mean to you? Well, it means I'm not good enough to keep her in bed. Okay, why is that a problem? Well, it means because this happened and, and therefore I'm not a real man. Oh, 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 okay. So now we're getting to the shit. This is why reframing is such a powerful technique because if you can do it from the right place and you do it with help, I don't recommend you trying this on your own necessarily. You can try some of it, but be careful where you take this thing because you don't want to have interpretive meanings that aren't actually true for you. But when you start to dig in and dive into these things, and, and I ask this on questions with guys who want to become clients of us all the time, say, well, she's doing this and she's doing that. Okay. But what does that mean for you? Because I can't control what she does. I can't make her come back to the marriage. I can't do anything other than what is my locus of control, which is me. Okay, my internal locus of control is what I have control over, and that's me. The external focus, locus of control is on the outside. It's those things that I don't have control over. I don't have control whether she comes back. I don't have control whether she sleeps around. I don't have control whether she takes the money out of the bank or whether or not she just moves away or she just leaves town. I don't have control over these things. I don't have control of her loving me. What I have control over is the kind of man I become that makes her want to fall back in love with me again. Oh, shit, there we go. That's the fucking thing. See, because what's happened is you have been exposed as a fraud. I'm going to say it again. You've been exposed as a fraud. 
The second our wife leaves us, the second our wife says she doesn't want to be with us anymore, we've been exposed as a fraud. That's why we freak out because we start to realize, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. What did I do wrong? How did I screw this up? I had a good thing and now it's no longer good. What did I do wrong? And that is what you're doing wrong. Because by questioning what you did wrong, you then start to go, oh, well, I'll fix it because we're fixers. And we start going down that road to try to fix what we did wrong. And that's not what your wife is asking you. What she's asking you is, am I beautiful? Am I worth fighting for? Do you care about me? That's what she's saying. And the way to show her that is to give her the space she needs to desire her from afar, to really work on you. You know, the physical stuff is great. Physical appearance, you know, I got a haircut and changed my, you know, how I dressed and things like that. Those are good things. But what she's looking at is, are you being a dad? Are you, are you spending time with our kids? Are you, are you working on yourself? Are you doing things that make you better as a man? Because if you're not, if you're not investing in yourself, what the freak are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? You're wasting your time. So number one, is this factually true? Number two, what meaning have you attached to this situation? And number three, what do I actually have control over in this situation? Okay. So if I'm looking at this idea that my wife doesn't love me anymore, wants a divorce, et cetera, I want to reframe it. And the way I reframe it is by changing the meaning. I'm going to change the meaning of what that means to me. My wife says, I don't love you anymore. I hear two things, right? I hear she's got some issues right now with me or she says are with me. I don't know if that's factually true. I don't know if I actually am the one causing this. I don't know. Here's what I do know is I can look at me and I go, okay, I'm not looking for what's wrong. I'm looking for where I need to grow. I'm looking for where I need to grow. I'm looking for where I need to get better as a dad. I'm looking for, you know what? I'm looking for how do I live the fucking life I've always wanted to live. I'm looking for how do I want to show up every single day? That's what I'm starting to look for. Because when my focus gets to that, then the meaning of her leaving me really is about her choice that she's making, not about how much of an idiot I've been. Now, again, some marriages just won't get restored and they won't get repaired. And that person decides to move on. They decide to file for divorce and there ain't shit you can do about it. But I have seen time and time and time again where a man says, you know what? This woman has raised a flag that said, I don't want to be a part of this anymore and I want out. And when the man says, you know what? I'm going to give you space. I'm going to give you time and I'm going to do it consistently. Something changes because he creates a vacuum and he creates this, this vacuum of I'm no longer in your face. I love you from afar. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be doing my thing. And she's going to watch you. She's going to see the changes you're making. She's going to notice that you're not doing the same things you were doing before. That when you guys communicate, you're communicating differently. 
that suddenly you actually have boundaries in your life, that you're not just wasting your day away playing video games, but that you're actually engaged with your kids, that you're actually showing up at work, that you're actually making a lot more fucking money than you ever have because you're plowing back wasted energy into your business or into your job so you can get promoted and continue to make more. Don't get me started on guys that don't make money. There's an opportunity for you out there. If you're if you can't provide for your kids, I'm gonna say this. If you can't provide for your kids, if you can't provide for your own house and you're trying to save your marriage, you need to let the marriage go. And you need to fucking provide for your own kids. And you need to worry about that right now more than anything. Women want safety. And if a man can barely make it, he can barely provide and all of those things, you need to get a skill. You need to do whatever you've got to do. And I say this as someone who lived on food stamps for several years during the beginning of my marriage, because I was lazy, because I did not own my shit, because I made excuses. Men are called to lead. And if you want to lead, you better step up into that role. And that's my little rant on that. So I've changed the meaning. My wife doesn't love me anymore, wants a divorce. Is this factually true? I don't know if it's factually true. I don't know because she hasn't done anything about it. She just says it, okay? So what meaning have I attached to the situation? I've attached that if she leaves me, then I'll be alone forever. That's, that's a bad one. It's a bad one. I need to work on that. And number three, what do I actually have control over in the situation? I have control over me. I have control over how I interpret this. I have control over what I do with this information that's coming to me. See, when this happens, I look at it as, as if you're driving along the road and your check engine light comes on and you can do with that check engine light what you want. You know what most guys do? Eh, it'll be all right. They just ignore it. Eh, it'll be all right. Eh, it'll be all right. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to ignore it. And eh, maybe I'll take it in the service station. I'll talk to a guy. The guy will tell me, hey, this is what's going on. You're like, eh, I don't want to get it fixed. But sir, if you don't fix this, your engine will blow up. Eh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It's not worth investing into. What do you mean? I'll just get a new car. You can't get a new car. Okay. You can't get a new mind. You can't get a new heart. You have one heart. You have one mind. You have one body. If your check engine light is coming on, which is your wife saying, I want out. And you go take it in the service station or you come to a coach like us or our company. And you say, I, I need help. I need to figure out what's going on here. And you're, you're given this opportunity to invest in yourself but you're like, nah, it'll be okay. Eh, it'll be all right. This engine will be fine. All these things, you've wasted your opportunity to, uh, to diminish the amount of damage that could happen. So let's say, for example, your brakes are low, your brake pads, right? If you've, if you've ever driven car, I'm, I'm, I'm not a car guy, but this is a great analogy that works for us. If your brakes, uh, your brake pads are, are not good and they start squeaking, how many of you know, if you don't take care of those brake pads, what's going to happen? The drum, the foot, like all the shit, I don't know, even know what they're called again, the footers, the, the drums, all that stuff starts to get worn and, it, and the rotors get worn. And so now not only do you have to replace the pads, but now you have to replace the rotors, which are way more expensive. And then if your calipers start leaking, you have to replace those. So you went from just having to replace some pads to just, eh, eh. Eh, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. To suddenly you're at a place where, holy shit, I've got to replace everything because I didn't actually do what needed to be done when it was supposed to be done. And that's what your wives are leaving you for. Guys, so many of you, 
So many of you, where I talk to you on Messenger, I talk to you on a call or whatever, and you can't understand why this lady would leave this amazing dad bod guy who's so, you know, sexy that he barely pays her any attention and might make enough money to survive, but but isn't really giving her the light that she wants. And yeah, some young, you know, cool looking dude comes over and says, hey, I'll give you whatever you want. She connected with him emotionally. But like, if you don't take care of this shit, number one, you're going to keep repeating the same mistakes. Number two, you'll never get her back. She will never come back to you because she sees you as a lost cause. She's tried for years and years and years and years. And until you shape your ass up, you will continually be lost. So here's the reframe. This is what we've all been waiting for. My wife doesn't love me anymore, wants a divorce. So here's the new situation. Here's how I'm going to look at this situation. I now have an opportunity for me to get to know myself more, heal from the past, and connect with my kids more than ever. Now imagine looking at your situation like that. That's what I had to do. I had to learn to reframe what I was going through. And even in the midst of divorce, I had to reframe what I was going through. I have to constantly reframe what is happening. Because that reframe keeps me emotionally mature, keeps me in check, and it keeps me understanding that what I think is true may not actually be true. So is this factually true? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she does love me, but is frustrated with me. Maybe she wants to be with me and she wants me to fight for her, but fighting for her doesn't look like what I think fighting for her looks like. Fighting for her looks like, babe, I'm going to give you space. It's clear you don't want to be with me right now. I'm going to go over here and do my thing. I'm going to be working on me. She's going to see you reading books. She's going to see you on coaching calls with a guy like up with us. She's going to see you in these situations and go, damn, he's doing stuff. He's making changes. I like that. But it may not, it may not happen overnight. It may take a year. It may take six months. It could take three months. Who knows? But the fact is, you have an opportunity to reframe the shit you're going through. See you guys. Hey, if what you heard today really resonated with you and you want to connect with me, then here's what I want you to do. Pull out your phone right now and go to empoweredman.co slash group. That's empoweredman.co, not com, .co slash group. So you can join our free Facebook group and connect with me there. We also have a ton of free content and trainings in that group to help you when you join. So until then, this is Mark signing off on Empowered AF.